This is Artists at Work, stories from people who make the arts their business. I'm Thomas Bruden. Trace Wilson is a children's author, public speaker, model, actor, and marketing and advertising professional. His two children's books are about a little boy who, like Wilson, was born with one hand and goes on a journey to learn a little bit more about the trait that makes him unique. Wilson has lived his own journey, from growing up as a child who would stuff his arm into his pocket to avoid questions about his lack of a right hand, to becoming a published children's writer known as the bionic author. I have a bionic arm, which you see here. and uh, I got that about two, three years ago, um, shortly after my first children's book was published. Uh, and my books, I have two out right now. Uh, they're called Uniquely Me and Uniquely Brave. And both are meant to help kids with disabilities kind of overcome uh, some of the same challenges that I faced when I was younger, uh, growing up with one hand. And uh, with getting my prosthetic and, and getting my bionic arm kind of coinciding with becoming an author, I thought, okay, well, here's a way for me to, to brand myself as that. As far as I know, there are no other children's authors out there with a bionic arm, so it, it works. And... One of my best friends uh, has branded herself as the bionic model, and my other friend Angel is is the bionic actress, so I figured, okay, cool. I'll have logos made for each of us, I'll have t-shirts made for each of us, which I did for the record for Christmas one year. Uh, <laughs> I had a whole bunch of bionic uh, logos designed, and uh, yeah, so it, it kind of spiraled from there, and I designed a website around it and, and trying to, been trying to brand myself as the bionic author. The turning point for Wilson's journey, from shy kid with a limb difference to becoming the bionic author, was the first time he met someone else with a limb difference at an event put on by the Lucky Finn Project. I had never met anyone else with a limb difference um, until I was 21, which is crazy. Somehow I managed to go without actually meeting one for 21 years, and then when I finally did, it was like 300 of them at the same time. Uh, I was introduced to this amazing nonprofit, which I'm now an ambassador for. Um, they're called Lucky Finn Project. And they help kids with limb differences um, and their, their parents kind of, you know, it, they have large events where it's part support group for the parents and part giant play date for the kids. So it's 200 little adorable one-handed children running around and, and just being themselves around other kids. And it's an awesome time. But the first one of those that I went to was the first time I met another amputee. Mm. And it was, I walked into the hotel to check in and this little boy ran up to me, looked at my arm and he goes, your arm's just like mine. And then he bolted. Like he ran away to go play with his friends. And I was left there like stunned. Like what world am I in? <laughs> Where did I, what did I just walk into? And now, uh, I guess three years later now, I, you know, I'd say 70 to 75% of my core friend group is people with limb differences. And uh, I'm doing my best to kind of do my part to help the kids in, in that community. And uh, a lot of us are. I mean, I'm, I do my author thing, but I mean, we have musicians and actresses and models and all these people who are breaking barriers in their respective fields in order to help that community. Since that first encounter, the community he found there has quickly become his life and the impetus for his work. It's really, really easy to 
quickly become friends with a group of people who you have those shared experiences with. You know, people put their guard down in that community. Like when you're chatting with a circle of friends and everyone has one hand or no hands or one arm or one leg or no legs, it's everyone is truly themselves because they know that they don't have to, they're, they're not the one who's being singled out as being different. Uh, and a lot of my book stuff is kind of teaching kids that those differences can be an advantage instead of a disadvantage or a disability. His book stuff began from a desire to provide a message to children that what makes them different can be approached as an advantage. He found that writing a children's book presented the perfect way for him to do that. I wanted to write something that was whimsical enough that it would catch attention, but also have a have a very serious underlying message in the whole, you know, I am who I am. Uh, I My disability can be an advantage. Uh, I, I wanted that to be the takeaway. You know, the books have talking animals and crazy stuff and bright colors, but at the end of the day, the thing that that kid is going to remember when reading it is is that message. And so I also, you know, I, I was just thinking back about a lot of the challenges that I faced when I was younger and had to overcome. And, you know, the fact that there were no uh, resources at that point, or at least none that my parents had found as far as books and things went. So I I know how difficult it can be for parents, especially at the start when you've found out that your child's going to have a limb difference. And the more that I can help parents and kids and teachers and whoever, uh, you know, and it's my message also isn't specifically related to limb differences. I mean, the main character has a limb difference, but the message is just don't worry about being different. And I think at any given point in time, everyone has worried about being different in their lives. So it's something that can be applied to any child anywhere. But again, as far as inclusion goes, it's helpful to have a limb different character in the book because that's just another way for those kids to to see artwork or to see something that represents them. And to see, hey, look, that little boy in that story is just like me. With that in mind, Wilson took a story he had written three years prior and started a Kickstarter campaign with the goal of self-publishing it as a book. He found tremendous support from the Limb Different community and his friends and family and raised over $5,000. From that campaign, he was also contacted by a publisher who offered to set him up with an illustrator and produce the book professionally. I worked with Mascot Books as my publisher, and they basically gave me 15 to 20 artist portfolios and said, figure out whose art you like the best or what what best represents what you're looking for and your story and and, uh, what you think would be most eye-catching for for your book in particular. And so I did, and it turned out that... um, that was an artist named Anna who is based in Spain. Uh, so she would mock up all the pages and then, you know, send them to the publisher who would send them to me. And then I'd send them back to the publisher who would send them to Anna. And then it was, uh, like I said, a, a whirlwind of 
you know, a, it was only a couple months um, between me first introducing myself to her to having finished pages with Mascot and, and working with Anna and, and the books I have out now. You know, the first time I walked into a Barnes & Noble and my book was sitting there and I was like, oh, that's mine. There's no way that this is real. Uh, I kind of did a double take and I wasn't even expecting to see it there. It was like a, a local Barnes & Noble here. And, you know, I knew Barnes & Noble was selling them online and I had them in online stores for, for them and Books A Million and Target and a few others. But, you know, a, a physical Barnes & Noble store has to order the book or someone has to ask for the book to be ordered to be stocked in that particular Barnes and Noble. So me walking into one and being like, their purchasing manager, either, either their purchasing manager asked for the book to be stocked there or a random parent came in and said, Hey, do you have this book? If not, could you put it here? And that for me, I was like, Oh, people care. <laughs> this is awesome. People are, are liking it and, and wanting to put it places. And now I've, I mean, I have people all the time now, contact me and be like, I just bought one for my son. And then I also bought three more to bring to libraries in the area and like donate it to libraries or to their kids school or to some to hospitals and different organizations. And it's crazy. Uniquely Me and its sequel, Uniquely Brave, have become popular books within the limb different community to the point where some of Wilson's friends who have a kid with a limb difference had the book recommended to them from someone Wilson didn't even know. He's even heard of people buying copies to send to Ellen DeGeneres, Oprah Winfrey, and other talk show hosts to get Wilson onto their shows. But his favorite part about the impact of his books is the feedback he gets from his young fans. By far my favorite thing is the messages and pictures I receive from people, and then some pictures that I get to take with people, because I'll go to stuff like that Lucky Finn event, and you know I'll be selling my books there, and a parent will come up with their kid who's already holding one of my books and they're like, we bought it online, but could you just sign it for us? I'm like you brought this with you. That's amazing. <laughs> uh, and it's, it's so cool to get those pictures and to get those messages. Uh, and you know, I've, I've had some kids like make artwork or drawings or paintings of the little boy from the book and stuff like that. And I've got them on my fridge, which is very difficult to explain to people like when you have company over and they're like, do you have a kid? Like, no, I don't have a kid. I just have a lot of really enthusiastic fans who I love. And I've got like pictures of me and them up there and, and, you know, little drawings and artwork and doodles and stuff that they've done. And it's, it's awesome. It's really cool. And I even like, I've had a few like professional artists send me stuff where they're like, Hey, I did some like fan art of your character. I'm like, People are doing fan art of my character? That's amazing. Not something I ever would have expected. It's, it's been so cool. Being a published children's author has also given Wilson the opportunity to share his message as a guest speaker at local elementary schools. I had a few elementary school teachers reach out to me, especially a few in the area uh, who wanted me to come and speak to their class or, you know, the come speak to all of the first grade or something like that. Uh, and then I, so I did that for a few schools and I did a few, uh, you know, a few summer camp type things where I went and spoke to uh, like a collegiate has, has like a, 
a summer program, like a summer reading program uh, where kids do like a, a camp. And I went out and, and talked to them and answered questions. And, uh, you know, the first time I did it, they were like, yeah, we want you to, to come for like 45 minutes. And in my head, I'm thinking, okay, well, reading my whole book cover to cover takes about 45 seconds. So 45 minutes, I'm not sure how I'm going to fill that time. And I was like, I'm going to have to come up with activities and all kinds of crazy stuff to do. And then I got there and it just turned into a Q&A session because it turns out that if you're a children's author and you have a bionic arm, kids will just keep asking you questions and you tell, until you tell them to stop. Like they're <laughs> children are inquisitive. So they, uh, yeah, so I, I did that several times and got to meet a lot of cool people and, and uh, you know, I... I did it for several schools and I did some like book readings and book signings at Barnes and Noble and a few other like local stores. And I started to realize, especially with the, the stuff at, at schools and, and, you know, I, I did one that was a middle school and one that was a high school. And I, instead of sitting down and reading my book to them, because that's, <laughs> they've outgrown that at that point, uh, I just kind of explained my process and I explained why I wrote my books and I went over what it's like to grow up and live with a limb difference and how I turned that from a disability into an advantage in my in my own life. And I started to realize like, hey, I can talk about this kind of stuff forever. And I had a couple of people come up to me after some of those speeches or, or after those speaking engagements and thank me for, you know, for telling my story and, and for saying things that they don't necessarily hear all the time because a lot of people with disabilities tend to be, you know, a lot of us want to explain things or a lot of, you know, like myself, I'll talk about it nonstop, but uh, there are also people out there who don't necessarily like talking about it and are a bit shut down about it. And a lot of people, I think, they, they worry about asking someone with a disability, okay, would you mind talking about it? Because they're worried that the reaction they're going to get is going to be negative. Mm -hmm. And so I think me being able to just stand up and, and talk about it and what it's like for an hour meant a lot to people who wish they could ask those questions of anyone with a disability that they've met or seen, but they've been too worried to ask those questions. So me instead just offering the information was better. And I think some of those kids learned a lot and I would love to do book tours and speaking tours and more motivational speaking stuff. And just with that same message of you don't have to worry about being different. Uh, look at me, I'm different, but I'm awesome. And you can be too. One memorable moment for him was when he visited a class in which one of the children also had a limb difference. One of the elementary schools that I went to, I was asked to go there. I was messaged through, I think, Instagram. Um, a, a parent, she messaged me and said, hey, I, I saw that you're in Virginia. Um, my son, who has a limb difference, goes to elementary school in D.C. Would you ever want to come up and do like a book reading or meet the class or something? And 
of course I said yes and I, I went to do that, but it was really cool more more than the others where it's, you know, just a bunch of random elementary schoolers. It was really cool for me and for that class and those teachers for me to read to that class because they had a kid with a limb difference in their class with them. They could relate to that. I mean, oh, that little boy is just like this one who's sitting right here. Uh, and I think that, that, I mean, that definitely made that kid's day. His name's Beckner and he's awesome. Uh, and the whole thing was just a really cool experience because he, you know, I, th I think when, when I was leaving, um, a bunch of kids were, you know, asking me questions and we did the Q and A type thing and, and stuff like that. Uh, and I, I think that they got a lot out of it and I think that he did too. And I hope that, you know, the, the way that the class re or that those kids in that class react from now on to, you know, sharing a classroom with a child with a indifference or just meeting other people or other kids with disabilities in general. I hope that they react differently or more positively now than they did before I went and spoke to them. Uh, and also when I, I mean, when I do this stuff, as far as elementary schools go, most of the time the teachers will also send out like a letter to parents and be like, Hey, we're having a guest author come speak. Uh, his message is about kids with disabilities and, uh, geared toward helping people not worry or helping kids not worry about being different. And they'll they'll put that on like a flyer or something, and they'll send it out to the parents, and then I get they put in like an order, and and parents can buy books. And I had I had one class where it was like seventy five percent of the kids from the class, their parents bought one or both of my books. Uh, like I I came in to do the book reading, they were like, here are all the orders, and it was like a giant stack of sheets. I was like, oh my god, all these parents want the book. And you know, some of that is probably just. Oh, my kid met an author. Let's get a signed copy of the book. That's a really cool thing to look back on. But I also hope some of them went home and were like, yeah, this book's awesome. Like, let's let's read it together or let, let me show you this cool thing that he went over. Wilson continues to do public speaking events and plans to write more books in the Uniquely Me series. He wants to continue to increase limb different representation in the media and provide kids today greater opportunity for understanding their difference than he had as a kid. When I was growing up, my parents had very few resources or books or anything on how to raise a kid with one hand or how to raise a kid with a limb difference. And even now with my two children's books out, and I, I know a number of limb different authors who have put out amazing children's books, and there are a lot of kids books out there for kids with disabilities now but when i say a lot you know a lot compared to 10 years ago where there was none and there's probably a couple hundred of them now but when you compare a couple hundred to the number of children's books that exist it's kind of crazy uh so I, I do think that that representation needs to increase and that's why i'm trying to do my part and and again across all forms of media i'm i'm working on a uh a comic book right now. Uh, we're getting ready. A couple friends of mine who are all uh, limb different individuals. We're all getting ready to announce or to uh, release a Kickstarter 
at the beginning of April for an anthology series that's a bunch of different superhero comic stories, all with characters with limb differences who have superpowers or use their limb difference as a superpower. So I think we need to get to to that point where you don't have to actively search for those books or, you know, hunt them down and, and instead they're just, you know, everywhere. Yeah. They're they're there and available and, and people know about them. That's the other thing is these these books and these movies and uh these great representative pieces of art or or works, you know, they're they're out there, but them being out there doesn't mean that everyone knows they're out there. You know, there are so many parents of kids with limb differences and parents of kids with disabilities who there's plenty of stuff out there for them resource-wise, but they don't know about it because it's not popular, it's not put out there, it's not marketed well. Uh, you know, that's one of the biggest things I'm trying to do, you know, my degrees in marketing, and I try to use it as much as I can to promote my books and the inclusive stuff that I'm doing. But there are a lot of people out there who have great ideas and release amazing books and stuff, and then they market it to friends and family and their five Instagram followers. And it's a their books or their their works that could help countless people, but those countless people don't know they exist because there's just no platform for that. So I think we need to get there as well. Wilson hopes that his work will help kids with a disability or limb difference embrace their uniqueness and that that discovery will happen at an earlier age for them than it did for him. Not surprisingly, the biggest thing he's learned for himself through his life and from his work is the same lesson that he shares through that work. The biggest one would be the one that's pervasive in all of my children's books, and that's just that being different doesn't have to be a negative thing. Uh, that it can be an advantage to the point that you want to make it an advantage. You know, time and time again, you see people breaking down the boundaries of of what people think those with disabilities can do, and I I try to every time that I see someone who is doing incredible things with what they were born with, what they were given, what the the circumstances of their life it encourages me not only to do that in my life but it encourages me to encourage other people to do that to you know to to take the chance to use what you have to break the rules i mean do do what you can um and and do what people what other people might not think you can uh it's you know it the only thing that limits you is you. Uh, and, you know, once once you get past worrying about being different, once you get past the limitations that you impose on yourself, there's nothing you can't do. You just have to be willing to realize that the differences that you have are the, the same thing that make you unique. You know, a lot of people worry about wanting to be quote-unquote normal. Well, first of all, there's no such thing as normal because everyone's different. But second, why would you ever want to be normal? Why would you ever want to be a cookie-cutter person? I mean, stand out, do things that scare you, 
do things that make you unique and that make you you. It's way more fun that way. And you enjoy life a lot more when you're not worrying what other people think about you or when you're not worried about what you think of you. I mean, when you, when you realize that that's the only thing that's holding you back, it's so relieving to understand that being different is the best thing for you. Thanks for listening to Artists at Work, a podcast from Artstitution. This episode was written and produced by me, Thomas Breeden, with special thanks to my guest, Trace Wilson. You can find Trace at his website, bionicauthor.org, on Twitter, at bionicauthor, and on Instagram, at eatpraynub. If you enjoy this conversation, please rate and review on your podcast app of choice, and share this episode with a friend. You can find us on social media, at Artstitution. We're dedicated to building the arts through storytelling. Learn more at artstitution.org.